WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. The start of the week here on the 50,000 watt front porch. We update the latest in news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Filling in for Bud today, this is Yaffe. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour a deal in Syria. More in one minute. And we're going to have more on that breaking news. And the Trump administration continues to defend itself on Syria. Next. 601 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Kurdish forces in northeastern Syria are striking a deal with the Syrian army to fight back against the invasion by Turkish forces. The deal will allow the Syrian military to move into Kurdish held areas along the border with Turkey. Turkish troops started moving into northern Syria after the White House announced last Sunday that U.S. forces were pulling out of the area. Kurdish forces had fought alongside the U.S. against ISIS. Meanwhile, former Defense Secretary Jim Mattis believes ISIS will come back. ISIS is not defeated. Uh, We have got to keep the pressure on ISIS so they don't recover. Mattis told Chuck Todd on NBC's Meet the Press that America's national security is tied inextricably to our alliances and that with U.S. troops pulling troops out of uh, the U.S. troops pulling out of northern Syria, ISIS activity will pick back up. I mean, that really is the big question. What happens to ISIS in all of this? And I also noticed something else over the weekend that was interesting. The latest defense by the Trump administration on why they decided to do this. And the question is, do you believe them? Hmm. We'll talk about that next. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Prosecutors won't take much time making their case against accused double murderer Markeith Lloyd. He's accused of killing his pregnant ex-girlfriend Shade Dixon three years ago in Orange County. Prosecutors are expected to wrap up their case today after opening statements were made on Friday. Lloyd is also accused of killing Orlando Police Lieutenant Deborah Clayton several weeks after Dixon's death, but those cases are being handled in separate trials. An investigation is underway in Fort Worth, Texas, where a police officer shot and killed a woman inside her own home early Saturday. The officer was responding to a welfare check after a neighbor reported the home's front door was left open. Lee Merritt represents the family of the victim, 28-year-old Atatanya Jefferson. The use of of deadly forces is just unthinkable in this situation where they found someone, and by their own words, they saw someone standing at a window. And for them, that was enough to use deadly force. It's absurd. Police say the officer was placed on administrative leave and will be interviewed about the fatal shooting today. NASA could be a step closer to returning astronauts to the moon. A seventh and final water flow test was completed successfully Saturday at Kennedy Space Center. In that test, 450,000 gallons of water was released onto the launch pad to reduce the noise of the engines at liftoff. The test is part of the Artemis mission, which has a goal of returning humans to the moon within five years. Florida teams went 0-3 for in the NFL yesterday. At Jacksonville, the Jaguars lost to New Orleans 13-6. After managing just two field goals, Jags head coach Doug Marone stated the obvious. They have to play better on offense. What I told the players is I've got to do a good job. I've got to get you know the this team to you know play well in all three phases. You know, and that's going to be the formula for us to win football games. At Miami, it was a battle of winless teams as the Dolphins fell to the Redskins 17-16. And in London, the Bucks turned the ball over seven times 
in a 37-26 to loss to Carolina. <laughs> I like how you said he was stating the obvious. I mean, he basically said, we need to play better. Yeah. Score more points, mm-hmm. not let them score as much. Oh, oh okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. In other words, That's it, huh? stop losing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> WFLA News time is 6.05. A man from Kenya becomes the first person to run a marathon in less than two hours. That's 26.2 miles oh, in less than two hours on foot. These overachievers make me look very lazy. That story. Yep, that story's <laughs> all of us. That story's online <laughs> yeah. at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. PM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And this is Yaffe filling in for Bud. You just heard Alan Spector there giving you the news. Melissa Fox is producing today. What? And Kelly is screening your calls at 407-916-5400. And we do have some breaking news, just as Alan mentioned there just a minute ago, on uh, Turkey and Syria. That's as the Kurdish-led forces in control of northeast Syria have reached a deal with the Assad regime to stave off a bloody five-day-old Turkish assault as more than 700 people with links to the Islamic State have escaped from a detention camp in the area. Kurdish fighters controlling the region would surrender the border towns to Damascus in a deal brokered by Russia, Mm. which is another interesting angle to this. That's what officials said last night. We already have a text in that is praising Trump over this, saying this is actually really good news. Uh Uh-huh. Melissa believes the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play both sides of this because over the weekend, I noticed a new defense by the Trump administration. They were pushing two different ones, but one I noticed over and over again. And honestly, either I, I'm not sure I believe it, but let's say it's true. I'm not sure if it makes me feel any better. And I will tell you why in a moment, much more to get to as well, but some good news first. Let's give away some money, huh? Yeah, sounds good. Yes. We want to make your wallet great again with our texting contest. In just moments, we will announce the keyword of the hour. You text that keyword to 200-200, you could win $1,000. And be sure to watch for a call from area code 513. That could be us telling you that you're the winner. Listen every hour for the keyword and your chance to win $1,000 as we make your wallet great again. And we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic again in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 6.08. Updating one of the top stories for you right now. President Trump is touting his trade deal with China. He claimed China is buying American agricultural products after reaching a phase one trade deal. On Twitter, Trump repeated claims that the U.S. relationship with China is very good. Updating the top stories every 10 minutes every morning on Good Morning Orlando. Stay ahead of the storm with Operation Stormwatch on News Radio WFLA Orlando. So we have the breaking news this morning that um, the Kurds have reached a deal with Assad and his army. And Assad's army is headed up to northeastern Syria right now to start repelling Turkish forces. We also had breaking news over the weekend that they believe more than 700 people with links to ISIS have escaped from a detention camp in the area. Also had breaking news over the weekend that they say the Turkish army is committing atrocities 
against the Kurds. One journalist out there saying they were executing Kurds on the street. So it is still a really bad situation. But there was something I noticed over the weekend that I found kind of interesting. Not sure that it makes me feel any better, though. The Trump administration, including Trump himself, have a defense on why they started to pull troops out of Syria. Now, originally, it was just pulling the 50 to 100 special forces troops out of northeastern Syria. Over the weekend, it turns out they're going to pull most of the troops out of most of the country. Almost all of the troops out of Syria. But President Trump was asked about this. He was on Judge Janine's show over the weekend. And he points out that the U.S., at least according to him, had no choice on the matter. It has nothing to do with it. He was going to go in anyway. Janine, but how does they've been that fighting the, the Kurds for 200 years. Yeah, but how he was it? going in anyway. He wasn't, it wasn't the 50 troops. And we basically, those troops were gone anyway. We have nobody there. We, we defeated ISIS. You hear what he said there? He said that Turkey, Erdogan, was going to go in no matter what we did. That's kind of true. So President Trump is claiming that if we left the 50 to 100 troops there, Turkey would have gone in and just basically put our troops in danger, no matter if we stayed there or not. Okay, now, the Secretary of Defense, Mark Esper, he was on the Sunday shows, including Fox News Sunday, and he basically said the same thing. The first thing that we understood, I've understood from my counterpart, Secretary Pompeo, from his, and certainly from President Erdogan, is they were fully committed to doing this regardless of what we did. We thought it was prudent. It was my recommendation. I know the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff agreed as well. We should not put U.S. forces in between a Turkish advance. We're talking less than 50, more like two dozen. There is no way they could stop 15,000 Turks from proceeding south. So here's the couple questions that come to my mind as I'm listening to this. One, do you believe them i have to admit i find it a little hard to believe that turkey would risk killing american troops by invading if those american troops stayed there but okay let's assume that's true what does that say about us and what other countries think of us in our resolve there was a time where a country like turkey would have never dreamed of doing something like that against the united states Now, he feels like he can make that threat, and there really won't be any repercussions against the U.S. I'm not sure that makes me feel any better, honestly. Now, a lot of people will say, yeah, but we don't want to be in this endless wars. That was Trump's first defense, and that was echoed by Steve Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary, yesterday. Our role in Syria was not to defend land for the Kurds in historical issues. Our, our focus was to defeat ISIS. So you have a long-standing conflict between people that have been helping us with ISIS and Turkey, which is a NATO ally. So I heard a lot of that to begin with, but over the weekend it changed to, well, we didn't want this to happen, but we had no choice because we didn't want to keep American troops in harm way because Turkey was going to do this anyway. Now, Melissa, you actually believe you believe them when they say that mm-hmm. but you actually you, <laughs> believe Turkey would have came in yes, and risked they, killing they, American yes. troops if we kept them there. Yes. Uh, th- I think it was said at one point or another that it could happen and that they were going to do it anyway. So why well, risk more yeah. American lives over uh, how long have we been there for no particular reason? We have no strategic need to be there anymore. 
We don't need their oil. <sighs> well, the strategic need, the whole reason we were there in the first place was the resurgence of ISIS yeah, and to well, defeat ISIS. According to Trump, we defeated them. I know we didn't. We made gains, but... Well, we defeated the caliphate, so Trump's mm-hmm. right about that yes. one point, but now you have ISIS fighters yeah. escaping. Yeah, well. I'm not sure I believe what the Trump administration is selling here, to well, be honest with I'm you. I'm just but, glad that, uh, that Assad has stepped up. And like I said, you know, at some point they have to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and say, look, we need need help and you're going to help us and not necessarily the United States. We're not the world police. 407-916-5400. We have one texture who who agrees with you, says he's glad Assad is stepping up. I'm not sure that's going to make the situation any better. Honestly, I think it could get a lot worse there with now Assad fighting Turkey and the Kurds are in the middle and ISIS is in the middle. It seems like the situation is deteriorating. We're going to talk more about this next in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well. In two minutes, this is Good Morning Orlando. Updating a story out of Palm Beach County right now. A rumor is responsible for spreading panic at a mall in Palm Beach County. Shoppers fled town center in Boca Raton yesterday afternoon after hearing that shots were fired. But police report no shooter was found. And there are no signs of shots being fired. One man was hurt while trying to evacuate, but he's expected to survive. Police believe the panic started after someone mistook a loud noise for a gunshot. We update the top stories every 10 minutes every morning on News Radio WFLA Orlando. iHeart Radio is the easy to use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeart Radio app today. So we're talking about what's going on in Turkey. It's been big news for the past week that Turkey has decided to invade Syria. This is after we pulled troops out of that portion of Syria. Now, the Trump administration over the weekend, their latest defense is that Turkey was going to do this anyway. So we had no choice. And the problem I have with this is, one, I'm not sure I believe it, but even if it's true, it doesn't say much about our prestige around the world it seems like you would think a country like turkey would say we're not gonna risk killing american soldiers and getting the wrath of america but now they're just assuming america wouldn't fight back but the other problem with this that um some were pointing out over the weekend is that it could lead to the resurgence of isis we're going to get to that in a moment But I did want to point out that the Trump administration did move to possibly sanction Turkey over this in the future. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin talked about that yesterday. We are ready to go on a moment's notice to put on sanctions. And as I've said, these sanctions could be starting small. They could be maximum pressure, which would destroy the Turkish economy. Now, I understand that Republicans in Congress, actually Republicans and Democrats in Congress, are working to possibly do this, and it seems like Trump would probably be on board with that. But the other real big thing that's concerning is what happens to ISIS in all of this? Do we trust Turkey or Assad to take care of ISIS if they're going to start controlling those areas? Well, we'll find out, but uh, former Defense Secretary Jim Mattis says, uh, nope, ISIS is coming back. ISIS is not defeated. Uh, we have got to keep the pressure on ISIS so they don't recover. We may want a war over. We may even declare it over. Uh, you can pull your troops out, as President Obama learned the hard way, mm-hmm. uh, out of Iraq. But the enemy gets a vote, we say, in the military. And in this case, if we don't keep the pressure on, then ISIS will resurge. It's, it's absolutely uh, a given. 
Now, the Trump administration is assuming, I guess, that either Turkey or Assad is going to keep that pressure on. Not sure I trust them. Now, Representative Adam Kissinger, Republican, who's been very critical of this, he was on Face the Nation yesterday, and he agrees with Mattis. I believe in the role America plays to see this yet again, you know, leaving an ally behind, abandoning people that uh, we frankly told that we were going to be with. Uh, is disheartening and depressing. Frankly, it's weak, and I don't see how it follows through on the president's promise, his biggest promise of the campaign, to defeat ISIS, because I think it is going to resurge. So, Alan, a lot of different angles to this, and it's a changing situation, breaking news all the time, which you would expect in a war zone. But Yeah, I, like you, am troubled with the idea that Turkey told the U.S., whether you like it or not, we're going into northern Syria. Yeah. And Trump's response was, well, there's going to be economic sanctions. Well, he threatened them. And uh, that apparently had no effect at all because they went ahead, Turkey did, uh, with their invasion. And uh, again, the idea that Turkey is telling us what's Mm going to happen, why we should be dictating the terms. (laughs) Usually that's how it would work. Either way seems kind of troubling. Mm -hmm. that's what the Trump administration is saying. But the other explanation would be that they're not telling the truth and that uh, they pulled out the troops before Turkey decided to come in. Both of these situations doesn't seem very good for American prestige, but president Trump is actually very ideological about this. He wants us out of the middle East, no matter what. And he feels like he's keeping that campaign promise. Yeah, he did say and that. And it's going to cause chaos over there, but to him it doesn't matter because it's better for us to just be out of there. I'm not sure I agree with I, that. I, you know, we talked about this last week, and I, I'm troubled by the idea that we're abandoning these folks who are our allies in the fight against ISIS, and we've been seeing reports over the weekend of atrocities and people being executed at the sides of mm-hmm. roads and uh, also that uh, Arab militia, made up of uh, former al-Qaeda and ISIS members, are aiding Turkey in Uh, their fight against the Kurds. Man, what a mess. Uh, Melissa, do we have any good text messages on this? (laughs) Um, The last time I looked, we had like a a whole huge, uh, what what do you call that? Dissertation? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I see that. Here's one that says, I'm glad we pulled out of the Middle East. They've been fighting there for years and they will continue to fight. It didn't matter when we left. It's a shame we have ruined so many American lives by being there. I will say this. A lot of people are thinking this is going to really hurt Trump politically. I'm actually not sure about that because there are a lot of people in the country that agree with Trump, that they don't care what's going on in the Middle East. It's just time to get out. So I'm not sure it's actually going to hurt him as much as people think, even though I personally disagree with them we'll talk more about this later on but we have a lot more news to get to yeah a strange video featuring president trump is causing some controversy and the yankees and astros go extra innings <laughs> that, that that means he stayed up to watch them all That's pretty yeah. much <laughs> those stories and others plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes on good morning orlando it is 6 30 alan you awake over there uh barely <laughs> And we'll explain that in a moment. Yeah, but you have more news as well. A group of President Trump's supporters reportedly watched a faked video depicting Trump shooting, stabbing, and assaulting media personalities and political opponents. 
The New York Times reports the video was played at a conference for his supporters at his Doral Resort in Miami. The White House Correspondents Association is calling on Trump to denounce the video. Governor Ron DeSantis, by the way, was among those scheduled to speak at that conference. Yeah, pretty, uh, not a big (laughs) fan of that. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Well, we should reserve judgment until we've seen the video, That's shouldn't we? That's what you we? got, huh? <laughs> this, yeah. <laughs> this news brought to you... I'm not a fan. Not a this, fan. This news brought to you by Trusco <laughs> Bank, Florida's hometown bank. As House Democrats move ahead with impeachment inquiry hearings this week, Republicans in Congress are criticizing the entire process. Supporters like GOP Representative Mark Meadows of North Carolina are standing firm with the president. Meadows was critical of Democrats on Fox's Sunday Morning Futures. This president has been faced with unrelenting uh, you know, just attacks each and every day. But Democratic Representative Jim Himes of Connecticut said on ABC's This Week that the House leans to impeachment. And there's no doubt in my mind that, of course, if, if Nancy Pelosi does that, that she will have the votes and that will pass. Vice President Mike Pence and Defense Secretary Mark Esper have until tomorrow to respond to House subpoenas. Gernal Scott, Fox News. Florida gas prices tumbled last week, but AAA says they could rise again in the coming days. Geopolitical tensions and a potential thaw in the U.S.-China trade war caused crude prices to increase late last week. The current statewide average for a gallon of regular is 2.41, down six cents from a week ago. The average in Metro Orlando is 2.34, down nine cents. Gas bud absent today. <laughs> it's been a year since Hurricane Michael devastated the Panhandle and blue-green algae swamped both coasts. The head of Visit Florida says her agency plays a critical role in helping inform future travelers. People don't understand that Florida is a huge, huge state. They don't understand that a hurricane that hits Panama City or Mexico Beach didn't also destroy West Palm. They just don't know. Dana Young says Michael and the algae generated more than $50 million in negative headlines for Florida, and her agency is needed to help bring tourists back to the state. Carlos Correa homered on the first pitch he saw in the bottom of the 11th inning as the Astros clipped the New York Yankees 3-2 in Game 2 of the American League Championship Series at Houston. Astros manager A.J. Hinch says Correa had a huge game on offense and defense. I mean, he had a big double early. He hit the ball to the warning track in center. I thought he you know, had a chance of getting that one out of the ballpark. You know, huge awareness play at shortstop. There was a bullet to Chirinos to get the out. And then the walk-off is, you know is incredible. The series is tied at one all game three tomorrow in the Bronx. Now I was a good boy (laughs) last night. I went to bed at my usual bedtime, which is before the Yankees and Astros game started. Mm -hmm. I woke up though around 11 last night and picked up my phone to see, Mm -hmm. well, let's see what's happening. Uh, First mistake. It's tied (laughs) two, two going into the eighth. I figure, well, let me watch for a couple of minutes. Uh, I, uh, I put the game on my phone Two hours later, <laughs> I'm watching Carlos Correa's home run clear the fence, mm-hmm. and the Astros win, mm-hmm. and I never went back to bed. I've been up since 11 last so night. So now we get cranky, Alan. <laughs> right. So I, I can just imagine, too, you're sitting there, and you're like, okay, just one, just one more pitch. Should be okay, just one more out. And, you know, like many sports fans, I'm superstitious. <laughs> So I felt like if I stopped you watching, can't, you can't. Exactly. You know, disaster is going to happen. Yeah. I spent the whole last season not watching the Patriots oh, because of that superstition. Hmm. Well, WFLA news time is 637. The, the morning's crawling along for me. <laughs> oh, I bet, you yeah. don't have to miss any part of Good Morning Orlando. Check out our podcast on iHeartRadio. 
got a political headline for you right now. Democratic presidential hopeful Bernie Sanders says he's ready for the upcoming debate. He told ABC's This Week that he is recovering well from his heart attack and he can't wait to return to a very vigorous campaign. Sanders said his medical emergency caused him to think even harder about what happens to the millions of Americans who don't have good health insurance. Sanders said because of his experience, he will increase his push for Medicare for all. Oh, joy. Just looking forward to that. Updating the top stories every 10 minutes on WFLA. Dave Ramsey. Weekdays 3 till 5 p.m. News Radio WFLA Orlando. So it actually happened right before I hosted PM Orlando on Friday because Shepard Smith usually comes on Fox News not too long before I start doing show prep for PM Orlando. And nobody saw this coming. It wasn't reported anywhere. And apparently even people in the Fox News building had no idea this was coming. What am I talking about? Well, Shepard Smith, who's been at Fox News Channel almost since the beginning, uh, all of a sudden announces that he's gone. He quit. And Friday was his last broadcast for that channel. Here's a little bit of what he said. This is my last newscast here. Thank you for watching today and over the decades as I traveled to many of your communities and anchored this program, Studio B and Fox Report, plus endless marathon hours of breaking news. It's been an honor and my pleasure. Even in our currently polarized nation, it's my hope that the facts will win the day, that the truth will always matter, that journalism and journalists will thrive. I'm Shepard Smith, Fox News, New York. So that was his goodbye. And then right after that, Neil Cavuto's show comes on Fox News, and <laughs> he was pretty stunned. Well, I'm Neil Cavuto, and uh, like you, I'm a little stunned and a little heartbroken. Uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, Shepard Smith, as I said just a few days ago on this very network, uh, a decent human being, a heart as big as Texas. I didn't say Texas at the time, maybe just all of Manhattan. Um, wow, I, I don't know. Uh, a better newsman you probably cannot find. Uh, again, a bigger, more emotionally connected to humankind you cannot find. So, Shepard, I don't know what the heck you're planning to do or where you go, but I just know you'll be great at doing it, and you, you deserve the best that life has to offer. And a lot of other people on the Fox News channel were praising him after this. I saw on Twitter, Brett Baer did a whole thing on it. The question is, though, there's a couple different questions. One, are you sad to see him go? I'm guessing a lot of people in this audience are not sad to see him go. kind of creeped me out a little bit. Just, uh, he creeped you out. Yeah, the more he kept getting, the, you know, the nip and tucks on his face, the more he started to look a little more creepy. Oh, that's a new one. That, that was not one I heard over the weekend. Oh, okay. But all right. Um, but on Twitter, you could just go on Twitter, and when one of the Fox News, like Guy Benson, he works for Fox News Radio, he tweeted out a compliment to Shepard Smith, and I'm just reading all the replies and just people bashing Shepard Smith. The other question is, though, do you believe that he just quit or do you believe he was forced out by the likes of Hannity or Tucker? Or do you think maybe he quit because of Hannity and Tucker? 407-916-5400.
You can also text to 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. By the way, speaking of not sad to see him go, President Trump reacted to this uh, on Friday. Here's what he said. Wait, did I hear Shepard Smith is leaving? Is he leaving because of bad ratings? Now tell me, I don't know. He had terrible ratings. Is he leaving because of his ratings? I mean, if he's leaving, I assume he's leaving because he had bad ratings. He had the worst ratings on Fox, so there's a reason. Why is Shepard Smith leaving? Well, I wish him well. <laughs> Trump, he just cannot help himself. <laughs> he just cannot. He got bad ratings. Uh, Pretty sure that's what it is. Wait, wait. You can just hear the sarcasm in his voice. Well, why is he leaving? Uh, there's there's another t- rumor, too, that A.G. Barr t- talked to Murdoch and put the kibosh on Shepard Smith. Yeah, I've heard that rumor. I think it's nonsense. Of course. <laughs> um, we'll talk more about this next. Get your reaction on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well. In two minutes, this is Good Morning Orlando. Got some sports news for you right now. In the NFL, Jameis Winston threw five interceptions as the Buccaneers lost to the Panthers 37-26 in London. Kenyon Drake dropped a pass on a two-point conversion attempt that likely would have won the game as the Dolphins fell to the Redskins at home 17-16. And the other Florida team, Terry Bridgewater, threw a fourth-quarter touchdown pass to James Cook as the Saints beat the Jaguars 13-6. At Jacksonville, not a good uh, weekend for Florida teams in the NFL. Updating the top stories every 10 minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. So we're talking about the fact that Shepard Smith is out of Fox News. And, I mean, I could talk about the fact that I wish Trump would have a little bit... The, Melissa picked this song, so we know how she feels. Oh. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I could talk about the fact that I wish Trump would show a little bit more class in these situations. He's not going to. I'm just be, be screaming in the wind at that point. So I'm, not, you know, I'm done with, <laughs> with that. But I, I do have to say one thing. The biggest problem with Shepard Smith is he claimed he was this non-biased journalist just <laughs> giving you the news and the facts. He might have started out that way, but in the past couple of years, he has not been that way. He has definitely been opinionated. He is definitely, you know exactly where he stands on a lot of the political issues, which is fine. But then say you're a pundit, say you're an opinion guy. I feel like in my personal opinion, and I guess this is dead in today's America. If you're claiming to be a non-biased journalist and you're a journalist we should not be able to tell where you stand on the issues politically. That's uh, ideally that's where we oh, should that's, be. That's old school journalism. Today I'm we guessing just it analyze is. our own opinions in there, wink and at the camera, fine. and move I'm, along. <laughs> I'm okay with opinion, but he was making it seem like the problem I have with that is when he gives his opinion, he'll say, "Well, I'm just giving you the facts," but n- no, you're not. At least with someone like Kennedy or Tucker, and they think there was a few that might have forced Shepard Smith out there. At least with them, they're, they're honest. Oh, look, I'm just giving you my opinion. I'm giving you my analysis. And I feel like that's a better way to go, honestly. But Shepard Smith gone at Fox News. Uh, not it, it was amazing how nobody knew ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> there was no leaks about this ahead of time. 
Uh, it, everyone was surprised, it seemed like, on Friday. Whoever keyed in the teleprompter knew because that was a prepared speech. Well, yeah, obviously. Well, maybe he keyed it in himself. No, Alan, no, that's just not how it... You know, is it possible that Rupert Murdoch has decided that Fox doesn't need the veneer of real news anymore? You know, I mean, uh, let's have the Wall Street Journal. So, I don't know. I think some people do really good news. Bill Hemmer, I hear me. He does okay. Bill, I don't really know where he stands politically. I don't know. I catch a lot of opinion pieces, and that's fine. I like the opinion shows on Fox, but Shep was supposed to be delivering straightforward news, and that wasn't happening. Uh, so, that's bye-bye. what a lot of people had a problem with. And we have some textures on this, uh, right, Melissa? Oh, yes, we do. I'm sorry. I'm just getting it all together here. That's Can right. we be real about Smith? One of our texters says, Trump starts to bash Fox News, and then suddenly the a- anchor who does not echo his every stance steps down. He was forced out and likely forced to sign a gag order so he can't discuss it. Ooh. Well, I have a feeling he's going to discuss it. Yeah. Eventually, I have a feeling this is going to come out. Another one says, Shepard Smith has a lot of nerve talking about journalism thriving and the facts winning out. Is he for real? This is a man who was supposed to be an anchor but was constantly spouting his own opinion. The sec goes to your sentiments, Michael. If you're an anchor, it's not your job to sit there insulting the president and promoting the climate change hoax. If he wanted to do that, he should have become an opinion guy like Hannity. Maybe he will on another station. Yeah, he's got a year non-compete. And last well, year, he just signed he, a multi-year contract with Fox. It's very yeah, very strange. It is very strange. You know he was making $15 million a year? Shut your mouth. $15 million a year. Yeah, and about uh, 25 years ago, he was on Channel 6 here in Orlando. That's correct. Yeah. Ho- hopefully one day somebody will say that about me. I'll be making 15 mil a year, and people will say, yeah, just a few years ago, he was on WFLA in Orlando. You need a personal assistant? <laughs> and nobody, nobody believes that's going to happen, do you? I'm just, I'm just saying. Sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm willing Why to not? believe. Why not? <laughs> Fantasy world. Uh, all right. Um, we're if gonna... you believe it, make it happen. <laughs> Manifest it. Uh, we're going to talk more about impeachment in the next half hour. A lot more to get to on the show. And, Alan, you have more news for us as well. The Kurds make a deal and the Bucks make a lot of mistakes. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 6.59 on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good Monday morning, Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000 watt front porch. This is the place where we update the latest in news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Filling in for Bud today, this is Yaffe. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour the Kurds make a deal with Syria. More in one minute. And moving the goalposts on impeachment. More on that next. 703 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Kurdish forces are making a deal with the Syrian army to counter a Turkish invasion. The deal will allow the Syrian military to move into Kurdish-held areas along the border with Turkey. Turkish forces started moving into northern Syria after the White House announced that U.S. forces were pulling out of the area. A leading Democrat in Congress is predicting long-lasting implications following the removal of U.S. troops from northern Syria. The damage to our standing... The fact the Kurds are now entertaining going to the Russians to protect them because the Americans wouldn't, this is just an unmitigated disaster. On CBS's Face the Nation, Congressman Adam Schiff said 
The consequences are looming. He's among a number of prominent political figures on both sides of the aisle who believe ISIS will soon resurge due to the decision to withdraw troops from the area. Schiff said the U.S. let the Kurds down and they're now being slaughtered as ISIS fighters escape. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The accused cop killer, now on trial for murdering his pregnant ex-girlfriend, could soon take the stand in his own defense. Prosecutors are expected to wrap up their case today in the trial of Markeith Lloyd. Testimony started Friday. There was a short court session Saturday, but even the judge said things are moving faster than expected. When the defense made its opening statement, they said Lloyd would take the stand to answer questions about the 2016 shooting death of his ex, Sade Dixon. Prosecutors are seeking the death penalty. They'll seek it again in the spring when Lloyd goes on trial for killing Orlando Police Lieutenant Deborah Clayton. Rory O'Neill, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. I can only imagine what a Lloyd is going to say on the stand. Oh, jeez, it's always fun. He's Ugh. he's not the most predictable person. <laughs> That's true. A man is dead after an apparent drowning in Volusia County. The victim was pulled from the water near Maverick Resort in Ormond Beach yesterday afternoon. The 43-year-old man from Tennessee was taken to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. Beach Safety Ocean Rescue believes the man got caught in a rip current. A rumor is responsible for spreading panic at a mall in Palm Beach County. Shoppers fled town center in Boca Raton yesterday afternoon after hearing that shots were fired, but police report no shooter was found and there were no signs of shots being fired. One man was hurt while trying to evacuate, but he is expected to survive. Police believe the panic started after someone mistook a loud noise for a gunshot. In the NFL, Jameis Winston threw five interceptions as the Bucks fell to Carolina, 37-26 at London. Overall, Tampa Bay had seven turnovers, and head coach Bruce Arian says that's not a winning formula. I love the effort. Our guys worked hard. They played hard. We did not, we did not play well enough, obviously, to win the game, uh, given them the ball that many times. At Miami, the Dolphins lost to the Redskins 17-16. to What a classic matchup that was. And the <laughs> Saints beat the Jaguars at Jacksonville 13-6. to WFLA News time is 7.06. Wedding guests tackle a gunman after two people are shot at a New Hampshire church. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. So do the Bucks coach basically say, hey, A for effort. Yeah. Yeah. Love the effort. <laughs> Not so much the interceptions oh. and fumbles. That was good for my fantasy football. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, actually. Oh, Chris right. McCaffrey came through a couple times. But... Well, good for you. Well, thank you. Uh, welcome to the Monday edition of Good Morning Orlando. This is Yaffe filling in for Bud. Bud will be back tomorrow. We have Alan Spector here giving the news at the top and bottom of the hour. Melissa Fox is producing today, and Kelly is screening your calls at 407-916-5400. You also text to 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. The impeachment inquiry continues. The media is still very, very obsessed with this. But Rand Paul was on Meet the Press yesterday, and he made a very interesting point that you have to hear. It was great, and we'll get to that next. And are they shifting the goalposts once again when it comes to impeachment? 
And is Rudy Giuliani a liability to Trump now? Well, you're asking a lot of questions. That's a lot. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot of questions. I, know. I hope you have I, some there's, answers. Wow. There's, a, there's a lot going on, I'm telling you. And by the way, uh, 8 o'clock hours open mind Monday. So if you don't get a chance to call and answer these questions in this hour, you can call an 8 o'clock hour for that or anything else you want to talk about for open mind Monday. Uh, we'll get to all that in a moment. But first, you could win some money. $1,000. How's that sound? We want to make your wallet great again. It's our texting contest, and we are going to announce the keyword of the hour in just a few seconds here. You text that keyword to 200-200, and you could win a grand. Then be watching for a call from area code 513, informing you that you are the winner. Listen every hour for the keyword and your chance to win $1,000 as we make your wallet great again. Updating one of the top stories right now, former Defense Secretary Jim Mattis believes ISIS will come back. Mattis told Chuck Todd on NBC's Meet the Press that America's national security is tied to our alliances and that with U.S. troops pulling troops out of uh, northern Syria, ISIS activity will pick back up. We update the top stories every 10 minutes every morning on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio WFLA Orlando, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henniger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox. So over the weekend, the big news continues to be this impeachment inquiry against President Trump. I actually thought a lot about this um, for the past few days because I'm just reading all the different narratives and just drives me crazy. I'm going to give more of my opinion on this in a moment, but I happened to catch meet the press yesterday and Chuck Todd had on Rand Paul. And at the end of that interview, most of what they talked about was serious stuff. We, we talked about that in the first hour. We know Rand Paul's take on that. He obviously agrees with Trump. Doesn't want us to be involved pretty much anywhere else in the world. But then all of a sudden this impeachment stuff came up and Chuck Todd's trying to get Rand Paul uh, basically to bash Trump. And Rand Paul brings something else up. And you can just hear Chuck Todd try to, like, stop him. No, 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 don't don't say that. Don't make the Democrats look bad. Here it is. I think what's interesting about this is both sides seem to be doing the same thing. If anything is consistent here, it's that both parties have tried to involve themselves in Ukraine. So, for example, four senators, Democrats, wrote a letter to the Ukrainian government and said, if you don't keep investigating Trump, we may reconsider our bipartisan support for your aid. Both parties seem to be doing this. And that's why I think ultimately the American people are going to say they're going to throw up their hands and say, well, Biden threatened the aid. You know, Menendez that, threatened the but aid. But that is Murphy a misleading. I understand that, you, that, that they could get gaslit and think that it's all equal and, and both sides of it. But I'm well, talking about I specifically. Mean, it's an argument. I think it is an argument that to, they're both doing the same well, thing. <laughs> you can just hear Chuck Todd there. Rand Paul's like, yeah, it's an argument. No, no, Wait, no, no. That's that's not the that's not the same. Nope. When the Democrats did it, was legitimate. Pump the brakes. <laughs> Wait. I mean, it's just. I mean, that's what I heard. Well, when Democrats did it, was legitimate. When, when, when Trump did it, it was not legitimate. You, you know why? Well, well, because because it's Democrats. They're they're legitimate. <laughs> Rand Paul. And so Chuck Todd continues down this line, and Rand Paul's not taking it. He he continues on. I think it's equally as legitimate as the Democrats going there and saying, hey, we should investigate Trump. They really did. Menendez and four other senators They were talking about Paul Manafort, who was doing some shady business, who's now in jail for the business he was doing. But Democrat senators did the same thing 
Well, here's the thing is, if you're going to condemn Trump, you need to condemn the Democrat senators. It shouldn't be just one-sided. Everybody's going after President Trump. Someone needs to actually, in an objective way, evaluate a letter from four Democrats that said to Ukraine, if you don't keep investigating Trump, we will reconsider our bipartisan support for aid. That's a threat, and that's the same kind of stuff they're accusing Trump of, but nobody's talking about that the Democrats are doing exactly the same thing. They did! That's specifically a quid pro quo, is it not? To look at their political opponent in President Trump. How no is that not the same thing? No, no, no quid pro quo. Oh, but but the, but this no. one's Paul Manafort, so it's legitimate. Oh, okay, okay, because so one's with Trump, it's not le- it's legitimate, and one was uh, a Democrat, so it's not legitimate. I mean, it's basically what I'm hearing, and Rand Paul's right. In May 2018, three Democratic senators sent a letter to Ukraine's chief prosecutor demanding that he cooperate with the special counsel's investigation of Mr. Trump and his aides. It's the same thing. You could say, oh, well, they were legitimate, but they also had a quid pro quo, getting aid tied to it, which is exactly what they're accusing Trump of doing. And Trump believes there's there's corruption there, and that's why he said that in the phone. Wait, what's the difference here? Now, there's something else I want you to hear that I caught over the weekend. Adam Schiff was on CBS Face the Nation, and only a couple words he snuck in here, but he was asked about this whole impeachment inquiry. Here's what he said. First of all, there doesn't need to be a quid pro quo. Wait, 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 what? Wait. um, First of all, there doesn't need to be a quid pro quo. Can you play that one more time? First of all, there doesn't need to be a quid pro quo. What? First of all, he just there doesn't need throws to be a that in there. I thought that was the whole reason we started this. The whole, the First original. All, there doesn't need to be a quid pro quo. The original complaint that the Democrats alleged, which is why Nancy Pelosi said she was starting this impeachment inquiry before we even had the transcript of the phone call, was that Trump had a quid pro quo with Ukraine where he threatened to withhold aid in exchange for digging up up dirt on Biden. First of all, there doesn't need to be a quid pro quo. And now we're saying, oh, well, it doesn't need to be a quid pro quo. It seems like to me they're searching. They don't like Trump and they're searching for something there. I'm going to talk more about this next. Updating another top story for you right now, NASA could be a step closer to returning astronauts to the moon. A seventh and final water flow test was completed successfully Saturday at the Kennedy Space Center. In the test, 450,000 gallons of water is released onto the launch pad to reduce the noise of the engines at liftoff. The test is part of the Artemis moon mission, which has a goal of returning humans to the moon within five years. We update the top stories every 10 minutes every morning on News Radio WFLA Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy to use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. So I'm going to try to be a voice of reason once again when it comes to the impeachment inquiry right now. If you have any comments on this, you can call right now, 407 916 5400. You can text to 23680 or standard message and data rates apply. We also have Open Mind Monday in the 8 o'clock hour, so if you don't get a chance to call now, you can call or text in the 8 o'clock hour for Open Mind Monday. Here, here's the thing. When it comes to what they're looking into right now, 
For one, it seems like they're moving the goalposts, as I just mentioned, as Adam Schiff all of a sudden says there doesn't need to be a quid pro quo. It doesn't seem like there's a specific crime that they're going after right now. I hear a lot of general, he's unfit, a lot of general abuse of power, a lot of reasons not to like what Trump did. And no, there is a remedy for that. It's called an election. But right now we're going after impeachment. Now, I understand impeachment is ultimately a political process, and the House can determine what they define as high crimes and misdemeanors. But I feel like if we're going to take the country down this road, we really need to have enough evidence beyond a reasonable doubt. Because eventually this is going to go to a trial in the Senate. And I guess it doesn't technically have to be a beyond reasonable doubt because the senators can vote how they want. But I feel like personally, if we're going to go down this road, we needs to be beyond a reasonable doubt. Just like a prosecutor would not take up a trial unless they really felt like there was enough evidence to convict someone beyond a reasonable doubt. It should be the same standard, in my opinion, when it comes to impeachment by the House of Representatives. Now, I might play this later on in the show, but Ken Starr, who was the independent counsel under the whole Clinton thing, brought this up as well. So far, and he's someone who thinks Trump had poor judgment in that phone call. But even he said, look, there's no evidence of a crime here. What Trump said in the phone call is not criminal. And, you know, I read the transcript over the weekend. By the way, it wasn't, he, it wasn't like he was saying, dig up dirt on Biden and his son. He was actually calling them to investigate why the prosecutor was fired. The Ukrainian prosecutor. Um, does Ukraine not have a right to look into why their prosecutor was fired? Now, some people are saying, we've had callers say this as well, that, well, looking to foreign interference in our election is a crime. Technically, it is a crime, but it's, it's not defined that broadly. No prosecutor is willing to take up anything related to this because what Trump said, it's too broad to say that he got something of value out of that. It would never, ever hold up as a crime in a court of law. So I feel like, you know, if Congress wants to look into this, if they want to condemn Trump, there are other ways to do that. They can pass a resolution. They can have other investigations if they want to. That's fine. I think we're going way too far with this impeachment inquiry because of what I said beyond a reasonable doubt. Now, there's another issue as well as now Rudy Giuliani, who's Trump's personal lawyer, is also under investigation because ties to two Ukrainians who are basically embezzling money into our election system for Republicans. Some Republicans are giving back money now, including our Governor Ron DeSantis, who found out, oh, we got this money from Ukraine. They have to give that back. Um, But Trump was asked about Rudy over the weekend. I, I have that cut as well. Melissa, go ahead and play Trump's response here, which is also well, I don't know. I haven't spoken to Rudy. I spoke to him yesterday briefly. Uh, he's a very good attorney, and he has been my attorney. Yeah, sure. Um, he put it in past tense, which is very interesting. He has been my attorney. Yeah, and- he was asked the question pointedly, is Rudy Giuliani still your attorney? And that yeah. was his response. I heard an interesting explanation for Rudy, that Rudy was never really Trump's personal attorney in terms of doing all the legalese stuff. That really he's just sort of the media front man attorney for Trump that he goes out there and says a lot of things, but behind the scenes, 
he's not really working for Trump that much. Um, I don't know. I mean, we could, <laughs> we'll find out eventually. That but do you would think, not surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> but do you think that uh, uh, Rudy is gone? You think he's going to be gone out of Trump's orbit? Well, people have uh, have a way of disappearing from Trump's orbit. <laughs> Once they start to look bad. Yeah, get a little close, <laughs> too close to the sun, you know? Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if Rudy's a liability or not, um, but that was not a reassuring comment from Trump on Rudy. So a lot of breaking news on this. If you want to call or text on it, you can in the 8 o'clock hour for Open Mind Monday. But Alan, you have other stuff that we got to talk about. An Orlando-bound flight makes an emergency landing, and it was a long night for Astros and Yankees fans. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together and elsewhere, in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando, it's 729. And welcome back to the Monday edition of Good Morning Orlando. This is Yaffe filling in for Bud. And Alan Spector has some news right now about a JetBlue flight that had to make an emergency landing. Crews are checking out a JetBlue plane that had to make an emergency landing after taking off on a trip to Orlando. Pilots returned to New York's JFK airport shortly after takeoff once they noticed an electrical smell in the cockpit. Passengers on Flight 227 were taken off the Airbus A320 and put on a different plane. They arrived in Orlando just after midnight, about three hours later than scheduled. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Police in Cocoa are investigating an overnight home invasion and shooting. Initial reports indicate three people forced their way into one of the units at the Arlington Apartments. A person inside the apartment was shot and airlifted to the hospital. Police have not said if any arrests have been made. After marking the one-year anniversary of Hurricane Michael, the head of Visit Florida says it shows her agency is needed now more than ever. As a Cat 5 storm, Michael wiped out parts of the panhandle. Red Tide made news around the world and Visit Florida's Dana Young says that's a problem. We did a study after Red Tide and asked the 3,000 people, where are you least likely to visit because of Red Tide? Any guesses? Orlando. Young says if Visit Florida doesn't tell the world the coast is clear, then that message will not be spread at all. Visit Florida almost didn't survive budget cuts this year. Its funding will be debated again in January. I'm Rory O'Neill. I-4 construction crews get back to the task of installing girders today, two weeks after a worker was killed while working on the I-4 Ultimate project. One man was killed and another injured when a beam slipped off a piece of equipment. SGL Constructors says it's improved its safety measures. OSHA is still investigating the accident. Five people have died on the I-4 project since work began in 2015. The Houston Astros beat the New York Yankees in Game 2 of the American League Championship Series 3-2 in 11 innings thanks to a walk-off home run by Carlos Correa. Here's a fly ball into right. Back at the wall. This game is over. Correa ends it. The call on Fox Sports 1. The series is tied at one win apiece. Game 3 is tomorrow afternoon at Yankee Stadium. Elsewhere, hey, where's my elsewhere music? Hang on a second here. It's been some kind of uh oh, some, some kind of crazy mix-up. I, you know, it's you're it's, gonna have to sing it. It's almost as if somebody didn't First get enough all, sleep last need night. To be a quid pro quo. <laughs> that's not no, it. Is that's it? That's not it. <laughs> elsewhere, don't, don't help me, Melissa. Please, <laughs> I can make my own problems elsewhere. here. Elsewhere, yeah. Elsewhere. Come together. <laughs> I don't, that was close. 
Yeah, that was close. That's not <laughs> even close. <laughs> uh, we're waiting on you, Alan. You're going to have to sing it, I guess. Yeah. I tried for you. <laughs> He's not going to do it. Elsewhere. Elsewhere. There was supposed to be another album. Come together right now over me. The re-release of Abbey Road has the Beatles topping the charts once again, but it turns out the album was not supposed to be their last when it was released 50 years ago. In an interview over the weekend, Ringo Starr confirmed the Beatles were planning to continue playing into the 1970s. Mm. Ringo told BBC Six Music, We did do Abbey Road, and we were like, okay, that's pretty good. But none of us said, okay, that's the last time we'll ever play together. We'd made this record, and then we would go off and do whatever we wanted to do, and then Paul would call us and say, hey, you want to go in the studio, lads? And we'd do another one. Didn't work out that way. Interesting. A dog and her owner are back together after a separation of 12 years and 1,000 miles. The now 14-year-old toy fox terrier Duchess was found in Pittsburgh after being lost in Boca Raton in 2007. Duchess was brought to a shelter where they scanned her for the contact information on her microchip. Her owner, Catherine Strang, said she always held out hope that Duchess would one day be found. In fact, Strang continued paying the annual $15 microchip activation fee every year in hopes of reuniting with Duchess. Wow. I actually did not know there was an activation fee for those every year. Apparently there is. Huh. There is not with my company, so that's uh, a new one. All yeah. right. Finally, the leader of the biggest church in the world may be on his way to picking up 1.8 million more followers on Twitter. Pope Francis took to the social media platform yesterday to give thanks to the Lord for the church's new hashtag saints, writing, they walked by faith, and now we invoke their intercession. Unfortunately for His Holiness, hashtag saints is associated with a different kind of saints, the New Orleans kind, <laughs> prompting exactly. celebration in the French Quarter and beyond. Twitter responses to the pontiff included, included putting all my money on the saints today, and who dat, Father, <laughs> as in... Yeah, by the way, New Orleans, apparently with the Pope's blessing, beat Jacksonville 13-6. to <laughs> Oh, that's why they won. Yeah, find these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com and find the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. <laughs> they got a miracle from the Pope to win. That's not fair. I mean, come on now. You know, and it's funny. You look in the uh, the uh, the Pope's tweet where it says hashtag yeah. saints. Then there's that fleur-de-lis design from the saints oh, helmet. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he probably saw, he saw that. He's like, oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks pretty. That's... It's like, um, yeah, you have no mm-hmm. idea, do you? Um, <laughs> okay. So, uh, SpongeBob. You thought it was an innocent cartoon for your kids to watch. Little did you know that it's propaganda spewing racism. That's what one university professor thinks. Talk about that next in Orlando's news weather and traffic in two minutes. This is Good Morning Orlando. 
Another top story for you right now. Kurdish forces in northeastern Syria are striking a deal with the Syrian army to fight back against the invasion by Turkish forces. Turkish troops started moving into northern Syria after the White House announced last Sunday the U.S. forces were pulling out of the area. Kurdish forces had fought alongside the U.S. against ISIS. We update the top stories every 10 minutes every morning on News Radio WFLA Orlando. From News Radio WFLA Orlando, this is Good Morning Orlando. Are you ready, kids? Uh oh. I can't hear you. Well, we might have to dump this. Why? Because we're, te- we're, we're giving this guy teaching kids racism. <laughs> right, dropping on the deck and flopping like a fish, that's a problem? Uh, apparently, yes. Uh, I remember when this show first came out, and uh, it was stupid. It was pretty dumb from the first day, but it seemed like an innocent, dumb kids' TV show on Nickelodeon. Little did you know that secretly is propaganda for racism and Western colonialism and attacks on Native peoples in different areas of the world. That's right. I, I'm, we might lose our license, I guess, for playing that the beginning of that. Well, that yeah. may be stupid, but it's also dumb. <laughs> yeah. So a University of Washington professor thinks SpongeBob, yes, the cartoon show about a talking sponge, is violent and racist. Holly M. Barker has penned a piece titled... Unsettling SpongeBob and the Legacies of Violence on Bikini Bottom. Yes, this is very... I kid you not. Is he in Says, a state where marijuana is legal recreationally? Um, You know, that's a good question. I know it is. I think it... Let's just uh, discuss this. What is it, the Bikini Bottom? Let's discuss the colonialization mm-hmm. yes. of Bikini Bottoms. Really. Yeah, well, you know, SpongeBob, <laughs> he's an invasive species i guess that was taking the land from the in you know the native people of this guy was high bikini bottom <laughs> i'm serious he was hitting the bubbler or something uh says billions of people around the globe are well acquainted with spongebob squarepants this is what part of it says and the antics of the title character and his friends on bikini bottom by the same token there's an absence of public discourse about the whitewashing of violent american military activities through spongebob's Occupation and reclaiming of the bottom of Bikini Atoll's lagoon. So they're assuming that Bikini Bottom in the show is Bikini Atoll, where they did nuclear weapons tests a long time ago. Do we even know if that's for true? Maybe it's just Bikini Bottom because it's a bikini? I don't know. SpongeBob SquarePants and his friends play a role in normalizing the settler colonial takings of indigenous lands while erasing the ancestral Bikinian people from their non-fictional homeland. So what uh what SpongeBob did is it now it was okay that we did those atomic tests and wake Clearly, up class somebody is smoking wake some up Seriously good ganja. Mm. 
<laughs> I cannot. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, does that? Did anyone even think of any of this while watching the show? No. Oh my god! I, I mean, the whole. I guarantee you, not one kid thought of any of this. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but wow. I'm just going to... Wow. Baker's abstract asserts that SpongeBob has colonialized Bikini Bottom, the underwater home to the lovable characters, and claims the cartoon is whitewashing the violent American military activities against natives on Pacific Islands, specifically the Bikini Atoll in the Marshall Islands used by the U.S. military for nuclear testing. Now, did the native people live underwater at Bikini Atoll? Did they live in the... in in? Were they like Aquaman? And his people living underwater in Atlantis? N- no. This is dumb. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing I've ever... Oh, by the way, that's not, um, that's not the only thing he complains about. That's not good enough. He also says the children's show is full of gender bias as well. I kid you not, it's full of gender bias. Writing all of the main characters on the show are male. Except pointing out that that's not true. One of the show's main characters is a female, Sandy Cheeks. The squirrel is a female that lives underwater with the aid of old-fashioned diving suit. Is of course a female, but Baker says she's just a token. So they, oh, the one, the female in the show is oh, just a token female. So it just doesn't count. I, I don't. <laughs> Maybe it just has more males because that's the kind of show. It is. There are other shows, by the way, that have existed that have more females. And, and do I care that it's? Uh, Gender bias, Powerpuff Girls, Powerpuff Girls, oh, whatever. Yeah, there's a that's uh, a great example. Of course, I know my girl stuff. All right, oh. so it doesn't matter what one random wacko professor says, Michael. You can find random wacko people who will basically say anything. I I seriously stick to the was this guy from a place where marijuana is legal? And so, you know, because it really sounds like he's hitting the bubbler. I'm serious. I'm serious. Uh, he writes, we should be uncomfortable with a hamburger loving American community's occupation of Bikini's Lagoon in the ways that erodes every aspect of sovereignty. How, what is he's on the bottom of the ocean and he's a sponge. Who lives in a pineapple? How is that taking away native people's land? It's it's not. It's um. It's clickbait, my friend. Clickbait, yeah. and you fell victim. I I did. I totally did. Uh, I mean, there's there might be some other reasons to criticize that show because it's dumb, but gender bias and violent and racist is not one of them. Looking at some sports news for you right now. In the NFL, Jameis Winston threw five interceptions as the Buccaneers lost to the Panthers 37-26 in London. Kenyon Drake dropped a pass on a two-point conversion attempt that likely would have won the game as the Dolphins fell to the Redskins at home 17-16. And Terry Bridgewater threw a fourth-quarter touchdown pass uh, to Jared Cook as the Saints beat the Jaguars 13-6 at Jacksonville. Updating the top stories every 10 minutes every morning on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000 watt front porch. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And welcome back to the Monday edition of Good Morning Orlando. This is Yaffe filling in for Bud. Alan Spector is here. Melissa Fox is producing. Kelly is screening your calls at 407 916 5400. Also toll free 866 866- 916-5400. You can text to 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. Open Mind Monday is coming up in the next hour. Call on the topic of your choice. I've been talking about the fact that uh, Turkey is continuing its invasion of Syria. 
But it turns out Assad is sending troops to the border to help the Kurds. And that deal was brokered by the Russians. The Trump administration is continuing to say they had no choice and call on that topic, or the impeachment inquiry continues. Lots to discuss there. And Shepard Smith is out at Fox. Are you sad to see him go? I have a feeling a lot of you are not. You can call on any of those topics or a topic I have not mentioned at 407-916-5400. But first, Alan, you have more news. I do. As you just said, Michael, the Kurds are getting some help as they battle Turkey. And Florida's teams go O for Sunday in the NFL. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together, in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Monday morning here on the 50,000 watt front porch, where we always update the latest in news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Filling in for Bud today, this is Yaffe. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, a deal in Syria. More in one minute. And it's Open Mind Monday. Call on any topic of your choice. 803 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Kurdish forces in northern Syria are now looking to other partners as U.S. troops leave. As U.S. troops step aside, the Kurds striking a deal with Syria and Russia. One Kurdish politician calling it an emergency measure intended to block Turkish attacks. Syria says army units have already deployed to the area. Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, meanwhile, welcoming President Trump's decision to pull U.S. forces back and suggesting an attack on the city of Manbij, held by the Kurds and Syrian government, is imminent. Simon Owen, Fox News. Defense Secretary Mark Esper says our country's focus is on protecting U.S. troops as they pull out of northern Syria. On Fox News Sunday, Esper said fewer than a thousand troops are leaving the region, but he can't give an exact timeline on how long it will take to pull them all out. Esper said while the U.S. does not have enough military forces there to stop the Turkish invasion, they will attempt to reduce the conflict between the Turks and the Kurds as they move out. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Prosecutors are expected to rest their case against accused killer Markeith Lloyd today. He's on trial for murdering his pregnant ex-girlfriend and is expected to take the stand in his own defense. Lloyd will be tried later for the murder of Orlando Police Lieutenant Deborah Clayton. What was being investigated as a possible shooting at a South Florida mall is now being called a suspicious incident. Boca Raton's police chief says there is no evidence that a gun was fired inside the town center mall and a man who was taken to the hospital sustained an injury to the head when he ran into a door while trying to leave the mall. Officials originally believed that man had been shot. Shoppers reported hearing what sounded like balloons popping around 3 p.m. yesterday and video shows a large amount of people running from the mall, which was placed on lockdown after police arrived. People still inside were forced to shelter in place for hours. Joel Malkin, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. NASA could be a step closer to returning astronauts to the moon. A seventh and final water flow test was completed successfully Saturday at Kennedy Space Center. In the test, 450,000 gallons of water is released onto the launch pad to reduce the noise of the engines at liftoff. The test is part of the Artemis mission, which has a goal of returning humans to the moon within five years. 
Sunrail trains are not late. They're running on a new schedule. Most northbound trains now run about five minutes later during the morning and afternoon commutes. One night train, the P338 North, runs up to 30 minutes later on the new schedule. Two nighttime southbound trains are also shifting their schedules by about five minutes. Did they say why? Because. Okay. Florida teams went 0 for 3 in the NFL on Sunday. At Jacksonville, the Jaguars lost to New Orleans 13 to 6. After managing just two field goals, Jags head coach Doug Marone stated the obvious. They have to play better on offense. What I told the players is I've got to do a good job. I've got to get, you know, the this team to, you know, play well in all three phases. You know, and that's going to be the formula for us to win football games. Couldn't he thought of that about six weeks ago when the season started? <laughs> yeah, right. At Miami, it was a battle for the ages mm-hmm. as the winless Dolphins fell to the winless Redskins 17-16. to And in London, the Bucks turned the ball over seven times in a 37-26 to loss to Carolina. So a great showing for the yeah, Sunshine State lovely. in Love professional it. football. WFLA News time is 8.07. Those stories and others, you can find them online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox on News Radio WFLA Orlando. So we have the breaking news over the weekend that... Um, they say Turkey is committing atrocities against the Kurds. They also say up to 700 people affiliated with ISIS have escaped a camp there. Um, and they might say the Trump administration might sanction Turkey in the future. This is your chance to call me right now, or Alan, and tell me why it was a good idea. Don't call me. Mm-mm. Now, Melissa agrees with you. A lot of you think it was a great idea for Trump to pull troops out of this portion of Syria and allow Turkey to invade. Here's your chance to call me to tell me why that was a good idea. I have to keep an open mind. That's like the name of the game, apparently, in this in this hour. I didn't come up with Bud did, so I yeah. have to do it. And we but, really don't argue with you. We give you a chance to uh, give exactly. your opinion. Right. So call right now so you can defend Trump, 407-916-5400, and call that. Or you can tell me why SpongeBob is racist. That's right. There's a professor who said that, and we talked about that earlier in the show. If you want to call on that or text on that, you can as well for Open Mind Monday coming up next. Yeah. First, though, we want to give you a chance to win $1,000 as we try to make your wallet great again with our texting contest. We're going to announce the keyword of the hour in just a few seconds here. So listen up. Text that keyword to 200-200. You could win $1,000. Then be watching for a call from area code 513 That could be us informing you that you have won. Listen every hour all day for the keyword and your chance to win a grand as we make your wallet great again. Updating the top story for you right now. Kurdish forces in northeastern Syria are striking a deal with the Syrian army to fight back against the invasion by Turkish forces. Turkish troops started moving into northern Syria after the White House announced last Sunday the U.S. forces were pulling out of the area. Kurdish forces had fought alongside the U.S. against ISIS. We update the top stories every 10 minutes every morning on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando.
So it's a real bad situation right now in northeastern Syria. Trump pulled troops out of northeastern Syria. In fact, he announced over the weekend he's going to pull most of the troops out of the entire country, saying we don't need to be involved in this. It's their problem now. Unfortunately, 700 ISIS uh, people, people affiliated with ISIS have escaped from a prison camp. Trump is hoping that Turkey or Assad will take care of ISIS for us. Um, do you think Trump made the right move? This is your time to defend Trump. 407-916-5400. Let's go to Skip in Oviedo. Skip, uh, what do you got for us this morning? Uh, just this, uh, Yaffe. Uh, for those of you who think that uh, we ought to continue to have troops in Syria, the remedy is simple. Get Congress to declare war. Put their names to it. Commit to it. Don't just send troops in with not a clear mission, uh, with no uh, end game and no withdrawal timetable. Okay, so, you know, Mike Lee, Senator Mike Lee actually made that same point that one of the reasons why uh, Trump should pull out troops is because we never declared war in this situation. Now, let's say we did declare war. Would you support it then? Uh, yes. Okay. All right. So you're you're basically, uh, your position's basically one on principle, that if we're going to do this, we need to declare war, not necessarily um, agreeing that we need to just pull out of the Middle East. I agree we should pull out unless we declare war. Okay. All right. Are you worried about ISIS coming back at all? Um, yes and no. I'm mixed on it, but, but I think uh, the overriding uh, advantage is to get our guys out of there. Okay. Skip agrees with President Trump. What do you think? We have more open lines for Open Mind Monday, 407-916-5400. Mad Dog James Mattis, former defense secretary, said over the weekend that he believes ISIS is going to make a resurgence now if we don't keep up the pressure against them. Let's take another call. Let's go to uh, Gloria in Orlando. Gloria, what do you think this morning? Oh, good morning. Um, I basically believe in trust, of course, uh, and Trump, I'm sorry, because I trust him to make the right decisions. Look at how he raised his kids, all right? Even mm-hmm. through all the things he went through, he raised wonderful children. And I think he's really looking at this mess over there in Turkey. It's just that. They're a bunch of spoiled brats. They've been supported forever. And it's time to let them, you know, grow up. He wants to pull out because of that. And anything of ISIS uh, resurging, well, you know, we can fix that. Congress is not going to declare war, just like the other gentleman talked about, because they don't know what to do. They're not a man of action. Trump is a man of action, and he works from his heart, and that's what he's trying to do, in my opinion. I don't know if anyone ever looked at it in that perspective. You know, that's actually an interesting perspective. You're basically uh, siding with Trump here because you trust his judgment, because you've liked past decisions he's made and also things he's done in his life, like raise his kids well. Yes. I mean, you know, he um, looks at the whole picture and he decides and he's a math man. He's a businessman. I mean, he's done incredible things. I know there's a lot of people out there that are nitpicking at him because they don't know what to do. I mean, look at look at the Democrats. They're going in circles. Well, they definitely are. I agree with you there, Gloria. Appreciate your call. We have more calls coming in on the situation in Syria. By the way, uh, she just mentioned there the Democrats are going in circles. We did talk about the latest in the impeachment inquiry earlier on in the show and uh, Schiff moving the goalposts, I guess shifting the goalposts 
Ah, but in terms of impeachment saying we don't need a quid pro quo. First of all, there doesn't need to be a quid pro quo. That's that's very interesting. It's not what they were saying originally. You can comment on that as well. 407-916-5400 for Open My Monday. I'm going to take more of your calls next. We also have Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well in two minutes. This is Good Morning Orlando. Updating a Florida story for you right now. A waiter is accused of stealing the credit card information of more than two dozen customers in Brevard County. Deputies announcing the arrest of 29-year-old Kevin Harris of Melbourne. He worked at several restaurants in the area, and he's also accused of pawning in items stolen from 10 businesses. Deputies believe Harris made off with $6,000. We update the top stories every 10 minutes every morning on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. And we got a bunch of calls coming in, most talking about Trump pulling troops out of Syria. So let's get to the phones for Open Mind Monday. We'll go to Patricia in Oviedo. Patricia, what what is your comment this morning? Um, I'd like to say that I agree with uh, Trump pulling the troops out because whether... We did it today or 10 years from now. Turkey was going to do what they were going to do, invade. All right. So and that's similar to what President Trump's been saying, that we've just uh, been involved over there too much. And uh, it's, you know, we're going to have to pull out eventually. Exactly. I mean, what do, what do people expect us to live over there? All right, Patricia. Good call. Let's go to uh, another call here on this topic. Let's go to Robert in Satellite Beach. Robert, what's your take on all this? Hey, how are you? I'm good. Good. Hey, uh, I don't think we should be there either, but I think something needs to be done. And I would like to ask how much we spend on supporting the U.N. and, and why the U.N. forces aren't there. Well, if... So you would prefer the? I don't actually don't know exactly how much we spend on the UN. I think it would be the heard, EU also that would should be taken up. You know, the European you, Union. And you know, a lot of times in this situation too, it would be NATO, but Turkey's a NATO ally. That's so correct, can, and they're a member of the UN. So, <laughs> kind yeah. of, uh, yeah, it sure kind of ruins that situation. But you, you think UN peacekeeping forces maybe should be there? I mean, that would pre- usually include uh, American forces as well. But so you agree with Trump pulling troops out of Syria, Robert? I do. All right. Appreciate your call. I mean, you know, say, Michael, you have to understand that, unfortunately, it was always going to be a hard landing for the Kurds. Okay, I mean, people have been screaming for the U.S. to remove themselves from these global affairs. This is the reality of it. And, And that's Melissa's take for Open Mind Monday. I'm supposed to keep an open mind. I don't know if I have to do that with you. Hey, hey, I have to do hey, that with hey. the callers. I'm pushing the <laughs> buttons in here. Uh, let's uh, let's go to uh, Kelly. Kelly, what do you think about this? I agree with President Trump. Bring them home. And people always vote Republican. We've got to get these scum out and take back the Congress because Democrats are just evil. They're gonna, they hate America. They're look what they're doing whenever they get power. Vote Republican. I love President Trump. Thank you. All right. I, I was going to ask her. She was like hanging up there. I was going to ask her um, what she thought about Republicans going against Trump when it comes to what's going on in Tur- Turkey and Syria. Voting Republican wouldn't help her situation there. 
Um, so we can take more calls on that. Um, we do have a call on a different subject, though. Jamie from Avalon Park. It's open to my money, so we got to take calls on any subject. And Jamie from Avalon Park has something he wants to talk about this morning. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. So what do you want to discuss this morning? Well, there's a synod going on in Rome to discuss the Amazon region and how to evangelize the people there. And so far, it just looks like almost like a complete and total rewrite of everything the Catholic Church has stood for. Really? Like, in what way? Well, the whole thing started with some, like, Mother Earth worship ceremony led by a female shaman who eventually put a black ring on the Pope's finger. And I'm... What? This is not like conspiracy theory stuff. There's like video footage of this, and everybody's like, "Oh, you know, we're just trying to be accommodating." It's to paganism. <laughs> That's what that sounds like. Yeah, it's like flying in the face of everything that the church has done for two thousand years of evangelizing and bringing the truth of Christ to people. And it's like, how how is this happening under under this pope? It's it's going to be a weird mark. Jamie, I believe you're Catholic, right? Because you've yes. called before. And I understand that you probably have not liked this Pope very much from the beginning. There have been some things that he's done that I'm completely behind, but then there's other things that I've, makes me question, like this latest interview that he had with the Italian journalist, Calfari, who, well, he never takes any notes when he does his interviews and then just kind of writes off the top of his head. Right. But this latest interview, he said that the Pope supposedly doesn't even believe that Jesus was God, that he became God after the resurrection. Yeah, which goes against what it says in the Bible, obviously, in Christian yeah. history, exactly like you said. Well, that's it's a... Like, do we, do we trust this Italian journalist, or is the Pope off his rocker? Wow. I have to look into that whole uh, ceremony you were talking about with the Pope, though. That, that, is, that is fascinating to me. I appreciate your call, Jamie. No problem. Take- Oops, sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off there. Um, yeah, but you appreciate did. your call. Uh, Alan, yeah. you have more news coming up in just a moment. News of a strange video featuring President Trump that's causing some controversy. And the Yankees and Astros go extra innings. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 830 on Good Morning Orlando. And welcome back to the Monday edition of Good Morning Orlando. This is Yaffe filling in for Bud. Bud will be back tomorrow. And Alan Spector is here with more news for you. A group of President Trump's supporters reportedly watched a faked video depicting Donald Trump shooting, stabbing, and assaulting media personalities and political opponents. The New York Times reports the video was played at a conference for his supporters at his Doral Resort in Miami, the White House Correspondents Association is calling on Trump to denounce the video. Governor Ron DeSantis was among those scheduled to speak at that conference. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. One year after Hurricane Michael slammed into the panhandle, the head of Visit Florida says that storm and red tide are reminders why her agency is so important. There was $35 million in negative media from Hurricane Michael. We had in the $20 million, $22 million range for red tide. Dana Young says Visit Florida works to counter those negative messages and encourage tourism. Lawmakers tried to defund the agency this year, and its funding will be debated again in January. 
Everyone's okay after an Orlando-bound JetBlue plane had to make an emergency landing after taking off from New York. Pilots noticed an electrical smell in the cockpit and returned to JFK Airport. The passengers on Flight 227 were transferred to another plane, arriving in Orlando just after midnight. The I-4 Ultimate project is getting back up to speed following the death of a worker two weeks ago. Crews are resuming the installation of girders today. It was two weeks ago a man was killed and another man was injured when a beam slipped and hit them. An OSHA investigation continues. Over on the Gulf Coast, a Pasco County Sheriff's deputy says he's responding to a pretty stupid call for help. The guy's calling in saying his roommate stole his weed, $20 worth, and he's upset. He keeps calling 911, so I got to give him a call to tell him to stop calling. His roommate stole his weed, so he called 911. <laughs> Deputy Salva recorded the video as part of a tweet-along in his patrol car Saturday night. The deputy... Every single American tonight, you should... Boy, that Hannity, he'll just jump in anywhere. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uninvited. <laughs> uh, where was I? Oh, the deputy says he called the duped doper and explained that he shouldn't be using 911 to report his stolen stash. Carlos Correa homered on the first pitch he saw in the bottom of the 11th inning as the Astros clipped the New York Yankees 3-2 in Game 2 of the American League Championship Series at Houston. Astros manager A.J. Hinch says Correa had a huge game on offense and defense. I mean, he had a big double early. He hit the ball to the warning track in center. I thought he you know, had a chance of getting that one out of the ballpark. You know, huge awareness play at shortstop. There was a bullet to Chirinos to get the out. And then the walk-off is, you know is incredible. The series is tied at one all. Game three tomorrow in the Bronx. And uh, tomorrow's game, by the way, starts at four in the afternoon. Luckily for me. That was much better for you. I was up quite a bit of the night watching the Astros and the Yankees. WFLA News time is 837. Catch up with anything you miss on Good Morning Orlando with our podcasts on iHeartRadio. And the third hour of our show continues now on Open Mind Monday. Yes, it is Open Mind Money. You can call on the topic of your choice, 407-916-5400. Had a bunch of calls earlier on Syria and Turkey, the fact that uh, Turkey has invaded Syria because Trump pulled out troops. Now, the Trump administration is saying they had no choice, that Syria told them they were going to invade anyway. Turkey told them. Oh, yeah, Turkey told them they were going to invade anyway, and that they just wanted to get troops out of harm's way. Either the Trump administration is not being honest about that, and it does seem a little hard to believe, or it's troubling in the other direction because that would mean that they were not afraid of American troops or harming American troops. Um, That doesn't sound good about our standing in the world either. Yeah, who's in charge here? Yeah, so (laughs) I this is just a really bad situation, especially since uh, ISIS... ISIS, uh, Fighters have been uh, basically escaped. They said some of them have escaped. 700 people affiliated with ISIS have escaped from a prison camp. Lots of breaking news when it comes to that situation. It's not a good situation over there. If you want uh, to text or call on that subject, and we have some texts coming in, you can do that next. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well. In two minutes, this is Good Morning Orlando. We actually have some breaking news right now out of Disney World. We do. The Disney Skyliner is up and running again. The gondola system that connects Disney Hollywood Studios and Epcot to three Disney hotels 
closed just over a week ago because of a malfunction that left some guests stranded for more than three hours. The Skyliner will run until 10.30 tonight and then switch to a modified schedule for system updates starting Wednesday. You know, if they need someone to test it, I am willing to test the new Skyliner if they'll get me in for free. <laughs> Bring lots of water with you just in case. <laughs> exactly. Very gallant of you. I, I know, I know. I, I The sacrifice by me updating the top stories every 10 minutes on WFLA. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Well, it's Monday here on Good Morning Orlando in the 8 o'clock hour, and you know what that means. Open Mind Monday. We've been taking calls on the topic of your choice for the full hour at 407-916-5400, and you can also text to 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. Melissa, it looks like, uh, just like our phone calls, the texters are weighing in mostly on the situation in Syria. Yeah, mostly. Um, Latest text says Turkey would not have told us what they were going to do if they didn't care about the U.S. Mm. It's not a bad point. Uh, It all started with a phone call that Trump had with uh, Erdogan. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. One of our regular texters says it's a regional conflict. Let Turkey and Russia handle it. Also close the U.S. embassies over there and let them handle their own problems. Yes. Another one said um, Trump is earning points with the libertarians. They want Trump to pull out. Uh, That's a good point. (laughs) There's no doubt that the libertarian wing of the Republican Party, like Rand Paul, but also libertarians in general, have been calling for us to pull out of all of these conflicts over there for a long time. So Trump is probably gaining points. I don't know if they're going to vote for him because of it, though. (laughs) Another one says we need a rest from almost 20 years of war in the Middle East. It is a tragedy what's going on with the Kurds. But we, as a single nation, can only do so much before we become weary. Yeah, that um, that's what President Trump believes. Mm-hmm. He believes we have become war-weary, and that's why, you know, there have been some who think this is really going to damage Trump politically yeah. so much that it could hurt him even more if there's an hey. impeachment and a trial in the Senate. I'm not sure I buy that, to be honest. And I'm someone who disagrees with Trump on this, mm. but, I mean, just... Now, From Matt, our callers and texters and other things I've read and seen, there's a lot of people that support Trump because they like the fact that we're getting out of the Middle East. That's popular to a lot of people. And if this is going to be the thing they think kills Trump politically, I don't think so. Matt checked in from Coco. He said ISIS was taken out from air. There's no need for our troops to be there. Yeah, I'm not sure I by that <laughs> honestly they we did take out a lot of them from air and we dropped what was the moab mm. on some fighters over there but it, it's it would be extremely uh, difficult to take out isis who purposely hides in civilian areas you, just by air you want to hear my take on that Sultan? just I, I do have one about the whole kurdish thing you know i mean if we defend them with troops on the ground send weapons economic pressures like we just talked about that we're going to put on turkey in the long term Maybe we use the CIA to stabilize their enemies, uh, help them with some bombs, some drones, send them some money, aid, sell them some weapons, maybe accept them in as refugees. Because barring the last option, every time the United States has done any other option, all we have done is made things worse for those people. I don't know if you know that, but I feel like that's the way it is. I will give credit where credit's due, but it's time for these people to fight their own battles. Well, I would disagree with you that every time we have waited, it's been worse for those people because we we had a 
we had a no fly zone over northern Iraq. Sure, we also put we made in it better for the Kurds. soft governments over there, so that we could take advantage. Soft governments, so yeah, we could take we, advantage. Exactly, we set up stuff so that it was always in our favor, and you know, I mean, I get in our favor or world security favor. Is Again, really a do we have to be the world police, Michael? Do we? Uh, I I think we got a lot to worry about here in our own soil. Well, Rand Paul said over the weekend that what we need to do is uh, not spend the money over there, spend it on roads and bridges over here. The whole infrastructure thing, I've talked about that so much. The whole infrastructure is crumbling, mm. I think, has been overblown. A, l- a little <laughs> in bit. In this country. A little bit. I'll give you that. I mean, the idea that I'm afraid to drive down the road because the bridge is going to collapse, I just <laughs> I just don't buy it. What do you want to bring back the WTO? I- Remember that with the, all the all the the kids that were out of work back in the back in the before the dust. Oh, I bowl. think I'm like I was like the World Trade Organization. No, <laughs> you're talking no, about the, the work. WT, what, what was it? And whatever it was yeah. that uh, they put in place where the the 19 and 20 year old guys without jobs yeah, no. went and built roads and highways. And well, bridges. we were supposed to have shovel ready jobs under the Obama stimulus package. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that, all that did was basically send money to the states, and they used that money to shore up their pensions for their government workers. <laughs> Not really to actually create shovel-ready jobs. That's a whole other situation. I mean, in my opinion, and I know a lot of people disagree with me on this, I think the world does need the U.S. to have a presence around the world. Because if we don't, it ends up affecting us here. We have things like 9-11 happen. That's personally what I think, and I've thought Wait, that for a long Saudi, time. Saudi Arabia, people who just sent uh, troops to... Uh, Whole another story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, coming out of Saudi Arabia, but they were trained in Afghanistan and uh, funded different. Yeah, it's a very complicated situation, which is why a lot of people want to pull out. So I understand that. Right now, though, we have sound judgment coming up next. Four zero seven nine one six fifty four hundred. We'll get to that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well. In two minutes, this is Good Morning Orlando. Final news update for you right now, and the reason why Alan Spector uh, was so tired this morning, Carlos <laughs> Correa homered on the first pitch he saw in the bottom of the 11th inning as the Astros clipped the Yankees 3-2 in Game 2 of the American League Championship Series in Houston. The Astros tied the series at one win apiece. Game 3 is tomorrow in the Bronx. Updating the top stories every 10 minutes every morning on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. And now it is time for you to win a great prize if you get the sound judgment question right. Now, if someone gets a wrong answer, you can call 407-916-5400 or toll-free 866-916-5400. And Kelly's going to tell you what you can win. Yes, today we have a pair of tickets to Orlando Ballet Presents Vampires Ball at the Dr. Phillips Center, October 31st at 7.30 p.m. The Vampires Ball runs October 31st to uh, November 3rd. For tickets, visit drphillipscenter.org. Yeah, so a great Halloween show at the really nice Dr. Phillips Center in downtown Orlando. All right, here is the sound judgment question for you. On this day in history... Martin Luther King Jr. won the Nobel Peace Prize. I want you to listen to some of his acceptance speech, then use your sound judgment to tell me what year he won. I accept the Nobel Prize for Peace at a moment when 22 million Negroes of the United States are engaged in a creative battle to end the long night of racial injustice. 
So the question is, what year did he win and make that speech? Uh, let's go to the toll-free line. Toll-free, what year did he win? 1968. Nope, that is wrong. And okay, let's go to line four. Line four, what year? Negroes? Uh, no, that is not. You get nothing. You <laughs> lose. Good day, sir. Yeah, thank you for that, Melissa. Let's go to line three. Line three, what year? 1966. Nope, that is incorrect. Let's go to line two. Line two, what year? 1965. Nope, that is incorrect. Let's go to line one. Line one, what year? 1964. Yes, exactly right. All right. Hey. Uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Name is Helen. Calling from Apopka. Hi, Helen. You, uh, congratulations. Did you just guess based on all the other callers? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, actually, I knew the answer to it. Oh, okay, great. So you excited about that prize? Yeah, it sounds interesting. All right. should be a lot of fun. Um, it is a lot of fun. Yeah. So it's got Melissa's seal of approval. Mm-hmm. And apparently, yeah. uh, Steffi, your uh, soon-to-be wife's approval. Well, I'm just kidding. It didn't happen. <laughs> um, yeah, she, she would love to do that. All right. Um, what's your name? Where are you calling from again? Helen from Apopka. Yeah, Helen. All right, Helen. Put you on hold, and Kelly will tell you how you can get that prize, okay? Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Congratulations on that. Um, so there you go. Were you going to... You want me to read that last text that just came in, uh, being that it's Open Mind Monday? I love when people call me naive just because I disagree with them on something. Oh, I know. The only reason I like this is I kill it, her in a real debate, but that's okay. Yeah, I know. But she loves me. Yaffe would do well to learn from Melissa. He's really naive. He should go to some war zones and get some real experience. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I've studied all the history. I understand that. And we could talk about the post-World War II order and why we have troops overseas and it's to prevent wars and stuff like that. You could believe that we could pull all the troops home and nothing would happen. Uh, The jungle grows back, as they say, and it creates chaos in the world. And eventually that chaos will end up here in the long run. So, well, then, there you go. What do you think about that, Alan? (laughs) I agree. I mean, realistically, we can't just all you know, hide here in the United States. And if, if, I would love to. Yeah, it would be, that'd be great. But like it or not, we are on the global stage. We're going to be affected by stuff that happens all over the world all the time. Yeah, and exactly. We need, we need to take an interest and, in that. I mean, well, that's what I think. So and that presence over the world actually prevents more conflict. Sure, Could you I'm, imagine if we didn't put troops in Japan after World War right. II? And when you promise that you're going to hang out and help people out, and then, yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's a little two-faced. All right, but uh, don't worry, texter, usual texter. Bud will be back tomorrow, and <laughs> he will agree with you on this one. I appreciate you listening to the show today. Alan, hopefully you'll get a nap later on. Yeah, go Yankees. <laughs> All right, Melissa Fox, thank you for, for producing today. Kelly's, thank you for screen calls at 407-916-5400. I will be back tonight for PM Orlando, 5 to 6 p.m. So join me then. I'll end the show just like Bud does. God bless you, and God bless America. Catch you next time.